This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss, coming to you live. If you would like to buy Copper Crab merch, one of these sick cups that we have, glass jar things, beer mugs, whatever that we have, coppercrab.bigcartel.com. If you would like to pick up Entheos merch, we've got some limited edition Absolute Zero merch left. Go to entheosofficial.bigcartel.com. If you have not watched our music video for Absolute Zero, go and check it out. It's on Metal Blade's YouTube channel right now. Um, go listen to it on Spotify. Do all the stuff. It's out now. It wasn't out when we shot the podcast last week. If you would like to submit a question for the podcast, then go hit up our Discord. The link will be in our bio. You can watch us live on Twitch on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And... The upcoming event that we have is Whitechapel's Christmas Benefit Show. That is with Whitechapel, Orthodox, The Guild, and of course our band Entheos. And that is at the Mill and Mine in Knoxville, Tennessee on December 22nd. So come and hang out. There, Harrison will be there too. Announcements done with. You we know, should have a name for the Golden Lobsters who watch live on Twitch. Damn. Uh, level two. Yeah. Level two of golden lobsters. That's what I was thinking. Well, some people are hidden golden lobsters. They listen on like Spotify and they never comment on anything yeah, okay. until we see them in real life. And they're like, oh, I heard that on the podcast. So yeah, a podcast. And a lot of them are I, our friends. A podcast that I listen to here and there, they have, they do it live mm-hmm. and then they have it, they have it live like people are there and then they have live people listening to it on facebook or whatever and then they have the people who listen to it like what you're talking about they call them others oh they just listen to it on like spotify and they never comment or anything yeah that's kind of what they are well because have you seen the others with nicole kidman wow harrison you've seen that one (laughs) (laughs) we discovered before the podcast today that harrison has never seen what have you never seen detroit rock city and buffy the vampire slayer which Buffy, I can excuse because you kind of had to be like into it. Doesn't but look like you can excuse it. Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> but Detroit Rock fucking city, dude. You haven't seen that? Naveen and I were listening to the soundtrack on the way to Detroit Rock City this weekend, which will. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we'll think of those names. Maybe people can put it in the discord. We need to have three yeah. different names. People who listen live. Golden lobsters are just people who listen to the show, I guess. That's, How am I going to remember all these Everybody names? can be a golden lobster. But I think if you listen live... I think you have to, like I said, I think you have to else. claim golden lobsterhood. Because yeah, you, you have to opt in to the program, remember? Oh, the GL program. Yeah, That's you right. have to opt in. So those That's who have right. opted in are golden lobsters. And I feel like a lot of them are on Twitch. And I also feel like some episodes we don't talk about the golden lobster community enough. Yeah. Like, like say we, that, we owe them a little more. Yeah. So anyway, thanks to the the Golden Lobsters. We were saying in the Twitch, the Golden Lobsters rode through and they bought a bunch of merch for the single that we just put out. We put out uh, a merch line to go with it, a shirt and a hoodie. And if you do listen live, if you're one of these live lobsters, whatever. Oh, a live lobster. There we go. <laughs> you're not a, you're a live You'll lobster. You'll learn about stuff ahead of time let's just put it that way you're ahead of the curve <laughs> what 
So let's do, <clears throat> we could just say it like we don't have I'm to put that's it a anyway. Of, we uh, can just be like, if you listen to the podcast, then you're going to hear, you're going to get the merch line early. Yeah, let's, let's put it like that. <laughs> that's just simply how it is. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so yeah, the Golden Lobsters came through, uh, put out a single that was pretty cool. People have heard our first single now. So wait, on last week's episode, let me get this straight. We, yeah. it was Tuesday night and we were talking about it coming out the exactly. next day. Exactly. So we haven't had a chance to properly talk about it. Is that right? I mean, we said what I said, what the lyrical matter was about. That's and right. We've kind of talked about, we okay. kind of talked we about it. it. We, we covered, covered it. it, but you know, it's been cool seeing the reception, positive reception, I think, you know? Yeah. It's been great. Um, we're gonna, we're putting out some of the references that people say we sound like. It I'm, is I'm baffling like, to me. I'm yeah. like, how is that even possible? Well, but I think that um, people see me because I'm a woman, so it's automatically like there's association with this. Sounds like I know, but not even that. Even other bands. I know. Yeah, <clears throat> but there's or that if you take well. if you if you list every. I was making a joke to Cheney. Mm-hmm. And I was like, apparently we sound like, and then I would just list every comment that we got. And it's like, it's basically every metal band. Yeah. So I guess depending on. Which is kind of cool, actually, because then it's like, oh, maybe we, that's kind of cool. If people are getting all of that. I got like sound of perseverance and like, I'm like, hmm, okay. All kinds (laughs) of stuff. I'll take it. It's just, but I think it's more just what people have heard. I think so too. I think that's what perspective is, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's confusing. Though, I, I know sometimes when I hear stuff that's a little out of my realm, I'll compare it to other things that I know in that realm of music. And I'm certainly far off a lot of the time. Yeah. Just because your, your frame of reference is only in the bands you've listened to. Right. So where we might be drawing inspiration from like bands of yesteryear, some people who listen to metal might only know bands that have come out in the last like five years. So it's all about perspective. I kind of started thinking, is there a point to saying this band sounds like it's kind of a, it's, there's not <laughs> nothing really to do with that. Yeah. Comment. No. Because I, I, <laughs> there is nothing co- to do uh, with like it. a few years ago, I noticed that I would do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Somebody would show me their band and I'd be like, Oh, it kind of sounds like so-and-so. Yeah. And then I found it annoying when people told me that. Yeah. So I stopped doing that. Just be like, just comment about it. It sounds cool. I like the snare. Yeah. I like the production. The oh, drum I don't, I'm not going to cool. tell other people that their bands sound like other bands. But it's just like, what, no. what are you supposed to do with that info? Yeah. There's nothing. It's like, like, is that oh, good? Is that bad? I don't, cool. I don't know where we're at with that. There are some things though, when people get it spot on, I'm like, oh yeah, you're, you're probably right about that. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. if someone tells me that my vocals sound like the vocals on Soul Niger, I'm like, this guy gets it. Some of my highs, yeah, yeah for sure they do, because of my phrasing. <coughs> okay, so maybe it's not a totally useless comment. No, I don't think it's useless. I think it just is like, if you actually are not influenced by that or ha- yeah, may have like, never, I've heard, never even that heard that, that band, that. you're like, dude, I've literally never heard that fucking band. I mean, know. do you do that with food? Are you like, you take a bite <laughs> of something like pizza, and you're like, you know, this tastes like. 
uh, spaghetti and meatballs. I, babe, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, you do do that. I literally do that almost everything I eat to That's a point true. that it makes you're like, I knew you were going to say something. No, like when you that. go, you know what this reminds me of? I go, here it comes. Here it comes. It's going to be something really what weird. What did I say the other day? See? Yeah. What did I say the other day? It was like something tasted like a Twinkie, but it actually did. No, I'll make like a gore, what I feel is like a gourmet meal, you know, and Chaney will take a bite and be like, you know what this reminds me of? Spaghettios. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. That does happen. <clears throat> <laughs> well, maybe I'm just trying to help you aspire to better heights of chefhood. I Yesterday so. you made some some curry that tasted like <clears throat> tomato soup. Well, it was just because I used canned tomatoes, which I wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> so I used fresh tomatoes. Well, I think that every time we cook, we should put our whole heart into it. I agree not. with that. Cheney's right about that. You should do that. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't have any fresh tomatoes and had canned ones. Well, I so think in that case out. you should go and like buy the tomatoes at the store. Procure the fresh tomato. It would have been way better with fresh tomatoes. Everything is. Yeah. But anyway, this isn't a cooking show. So I, I know think we can move on from that. Subject. Well, we talked about pizza for too long one episode. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I was, really, was I was really burnt by that. <laughs> <laughs> I listened back and I was like, "This is fucking boring." And then people were commenting about they, then, but we got a horde. We got hordes of comments about how great it was that we were talking about pizza. Several people talked about the pizza segment. Like yeah. that is what the main comment on that episode was. I there think. you go. So that goes to show you, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um. Go. So yeah, there's that. The song. We where, went, where were we? Uh, we were actually talking oh. about how we went to Detroit. Oh yeah, yeah. We went to Detroit over the weekend. We drove on Friday. We saw we double timed it up there. We did. We didn't double time it. <clears throat> we maybe time point. We single timed it. <laughs> we single timed it on up to Detroit. It was really fun. Detroit yeah. ha- has legal weed. Shout out Detroit. Good that's job. That's not why we went there. That's not why we went there. But I'm just saying that's a nice perk. Uh-huh. Do you want to <laughs> say why we went? Yeah, we went to see the Black Dahlia show. The Their first show back. The first show back of Black Dahlia. And it was um it was really a triumphant return, I would say. Chenny let the waterworks fly. Crocodile yeah, I tears. Cri- I cried quite a bit. I mean the crowd was crazy. Would you yeah. agree with that? Dude, that was so fun. It was like when you watch a nineties concert and people are just going crazy because they had never seen anything like that before. You know, it's not like one of these more... I've noticed that more modern bands, more modern concerts, metal metal in particular. I can't speak for like hardcore and all that stuff. So sometimes the audience will be less than enthusiastic. Yeah, that's very true. But at this show, man, it was just nuts. People moshing the whole time. Yeah, The I guy mean, was trying to get a secondary pit going. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. And I then, was like, uh, I honestly like pushed myself to the front. I kind of got like full of adrenaline. What was crazy was, was we were almost back by the soundboard, and that yeah, when Black Dolly came on, it, like it bum rushed. Even back there, we got pushed. We got pushed yeah. up for, further uh, to the front. Yeah, and then we met a dude in the audience, and <clears throat> who became our buddy. Yes, we did, and uh, we kind of just rocked. All night. Yeah, we rocked all night. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was just a really surreal, um, <clears throat> full of love. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know. It was crazy to be there. I really feel like that's one of the monumental shows of my life. I cried a lot. It was really, it was, uh, it was an emotional night. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure a lot of people were in there crying. And because it was, you know, the, it was, it was an awesome uh, ode to Trevor's legacy, I think. And yeah. the Black Dahlia's legacy. And a bunch of people. It was so crazy. I, There were a Every person in that room, it seemed like, was singing along to every know, word so cool. of every Black Dahlia song. And it was just like, I don't know. It was a moment where the metal community really came together. Do you remember how, okay, after 9-11, I don't know if everyone out there was alive when 9-11 happened. But after 9-11, I remember going to like a baseball game. And it just really felt like everyone was united and there for each other. And this had a similar feeling. Like, it just felt like everyone in that room was, like, there for each other. Like, almost like going to a dance music festival where everyone's on Molly and, like, hugging and just having just, loose, yeah, man. just letting loose <laughs> and having an emotional, like, night. That's how it felt. Yeah. And it was, like, hot and sweaty and intense and just really cool. Yeah. It was a good show. And Brian did a good job. Yeah, Brian killed it. His That's, highs uh, are his highs are sounding really good. He's really he was really um servicing the music and in his It's gotta be way. a hard thing to do. I'm sure. Yeah. It's weird also, I'm sure, to like be playing guitar for so long. Because I feel like when you have guitar you're you at least have something to kind of be behind. Yeah. And then when you get rid of a guitar and you're a front person it's it's got to be a much different experience being on stage and kind of being the commander of the stage and so you know that must be a crazy oh, no. experience I on, wouldn't to on top of the whole experience of you know losing yeah a person so close to you well he life. had said it was uh therapeutic for them to get back out there and get back together play a show practice yeah. and stuff yeah so. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, I mean, you could feel it. it was awesome to see Brandon and Ryan playing guitar together. It's yeah. pretty fucking awesome. So Ryan awesome. Knight rejoined, for those of you who don't know. That's their older guitar player, one of their older guitar players. Yeah, we actually were on, Entheos was on Ryan's last tour with Black Dahlia, where Brandon was like on the tour as well, maybe teching, guitar teching or something like, like learning that. learning the songs and stuff. Yeah, we didn't know that he was joining on guitar that ryan was leaving or anything but yeah we were on ryan's last tour so it was cool to see them on stage together ripping and phew two they amazing guitar players yeah they ripped but yeah we it's pretty cool uh since we moved out here we're able to go to shows in the midwest i mean i never would have thought we'd be able to do that but we just booked it up there uh watched the show Stayed at an Airbnb and drove back home the next day. Yeah. Quick so, trip. Yeah, quick, quick trip, trip up to fun. Detroit. Yeah. Stopped at Casey's. Casey's is the bomb. <laughs> if you guys are from the Midwest, you know what it is. Yeah. It's Casey's. It's gas station. So, yeah, that was rad. Uh, good time. And, uh, yeah. So, should we move into questions? Or you you want to sure. wrap how a long have, How long have we been doing the podcast? 15 minutes. Oh, wow. A little We're early. going real early today. Yeah. yeah, let's go into questions. Screw it. I'm a little tired today. I'm not going to I kind lie. of am, too. Yeah. 
I know, and I know Harrison is because he hasn't had a monster. Oh, he, is you that did have why one, though, right? Naveen, have, have you drank ca- caffeine today? No. Yeah, I can tell. No. <laughs> I'm on nothing. Yeah, maybe you should drink caffeine. No, I think it's going to get better. I think it's going to level out after a couple days. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's answer some questions. All right. First one up is from Lichen Lord. Uh, question for Naveen. Which is more fun, difficult, slower, more technical drumming, or super fast, but not as technical? Hmm. I'd probably say the slower and, and more technical. I think that's probably more my style. Slower, more technical? Yeah, I think he means like slower and a little more intricate and oh, like yeah, syncopated yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's probably more fun. Playing super fast isn't really fun. I just do it because I want the song to have those parts in it. Yeah. I'm kind of utilitarian in that way. Like, I've been practicing the doubles for the last, like, three years a lot. Like, I don't really like... Doing it isn't super fun. I just do it so the songs can have sick double bass. Stuff like doubles (laughs) seems a little more like sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's It's definitely cool. It's like... Yeah. But playing more intricate groovy stuff with like cool little fills and stuff that's a lot more fun yeah i um agree with you like with vocals it's kind of similar but i mean doing a i don't know i can't say that blast beats and stuff aren't fun Uh, that is pretty fun well but it gets to a point where it's not that fun when it's like a it's fun when you're playing at like 80 percent. you're like okay this is cool i got this when you're at 100 it's like a little bit of a struggle yeah so and but it's cool i think there's a little bit more of a mental challenge to playing slower stuff with the cool technicalities in there i like that um but i would definitely recommend you get good at all of it yeah so i did i was on cardivox academy last week with mark from kardashev he's got like a channel where he you know, does reactions and co-reactions to vocals and stuff. But so check that out if you haven't. But anyway, um, God, where was I going with this? Okay, we were talking about, um, oh, one thing I said to him was like, I think it's important to know how to do everything yeah. in vocals to have like all kinds of paint for your palate. And I feel like that's the same for you in drumming. Like you have a similar style in drumming as I do vocally and what i mean by that is that we both are capable of doing a lot of different like techniques like we both feel comfortable in different kinds of music you know like you can groove and you can play death metal you can play slow stuff you've played on like more rock tracks or like i sing i can do pitched screaming and you know all kinds of stuff and i think it's important to learn to do all of that stuff because it adds more you have more paint to paint your picture with. There's more paint on your palette to paint the picture with. It's more expressive. So it's more expressive. Yeah. So when it comes to serving material, which is what I think is important about music, like yeah. we don't play music. Our band isn't the kind of band where we're like playing super fast all the time or super slow or like certain just staying in one thing all the time. Our band is a dynamic band. So... There are parts that Naveen will write where it's like, okay, this calls for like a clean vocal. So I have to be able to do all of that stuff in order to best serve the music. 
Yeah. Because we're going to go everywhere. I agree. And I think that is, you know, one thing that's good about the two of us riding together. And one thing that really works for the two of us in riding together is that you write a bunch of weird shit and I can kind of do weird shit to match it or vice versa. Like I want to do certain things and you can do them. So we do it. I haven't really thought of that before. But that's a good point. We're both kind of not exactly in one category. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is demonstrated a lot on the album that we're putting out next year. I agree. And I agree. I'm sure, you know, that's kind of always been the goal with our band is to continue in that direction and to serve all of the stuff that we enjoy doing, but do it in a nice little package. Agreed. So, yeah, I think just learn to do everything that you possibly can. Like, you'll see people... Or stuff that you like. Or stuff that you like, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't really learn how to do anything unless I genuinely want to use it. That's very true. You know, I'm not just going to be, oh, I'm going to go learn how to do, I don't know, a waltz. Like, I'm not going to do that. Totally. I don't want to do a waltz. Yeah. I mean, I agree. There are people out there who are vocalists who only want to know how to do gutturals and they play in a certain kind of band and that's totally fucking cool. That's what they're into. Yeah. That's what you're into. That type of stuff exists for you. But for me, it's like, I want to learn to do everything. So you're very right. Learn to do the stuff that you want to do. I've always just heard stuff. And when I hear something that I like, I immediately think, okay, I want to use that for my music. Yeah. So totally. I like I've ran into drummers on tour who I'll hear them play like every night for like two weeks and then one day they'll be like warming up or something and they'll be able to do all this stuff that they don't do on stage. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, why aren't you doing that in your music? Like, totally. Wh- where's the the disconnect there? Well, I always I, try to use everything that I know how to do all yeah. the time. As soon as I learn something, I'm like, how can I put this in a song? Well, I think that an advantage that you have is that you are the main songwriter in your band, and sometimes in bands. The person who is kind of like the Swiss army knife, or I guess it's not a Swiss army knife, but the person who could can do everything. That is a Swiss army knife. A Swiss <laughs> army knife of technicality. The person who is the Swiss army knife of technicality might not be the main so- songwriter in the band. That's true. And yeah. a lot of times you'll see that person like go and start a solo project or just quit the band altogether. But Sometimes it just works, you know. But if you're not the main songwriter of your band, it's harder to squeeze in all of the stuff, true. and you have that advantage. You can write a guitar on part. drums, though. You can you can go pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, can get you to can. work. You can until the guitar player gets mad. Uh, pr- exactly. I mean, bingo. You know, guitar players, man, <sighs> the worst. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. I can. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Unfortunately, I'm no. Just they're kidding. they're cool. They're cool. They're fine. I I actually uh, just, that's kind of like my joke. I I'm like guitar players. They suck because I am a guitar player. Oh, is that your joke? I don't, I say it you a lot. Did, you didn't. You could have said it last night. Uh, to the trick or treaters. I was actually kind of offended. The two trick or treaters that we got didn't have jokes. They just said trick or treat. Is there supposed to be a joke? See, Naveen didn't. Naveen was the one answering the door, and uh. He didn't know. Did you know this? That trick-or-treaters are supposed to tell a joke? I've never heard that. Dude, Chaney, no. I need people to weigh in on this in the Twitch. There's no fucking way. This is some weird Des Moines shit, I had to know a joke. People would be like, did you have a joke for me? They would say that. This is some weird Midwest shit that we're hearing right now. I don't think so. What do you guys think that telling a joke on? Sorry, Chaney. What? 
You guys mm. didn't tell jokes. You just said trick or treat. Yeah, trick or treat. That is not how it went down. <laughs> Midwest That's not sure. how it happened. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, I could see Californians being afraid of talking. Like, hey, to give me some candy, dude. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel like either. I mean, Harrison, you're, you're. T- yeah, I don't think that. I wonder what they do in Nashville. I'm gonna ask Evan's wife. She seems to be to well, know. Clearly not jokes. Yeah. Well, that was just two kids, though. The sample size was small. We had three kids. Three kids, but in two groups. And that's why Naveen and I are going to gain a bunch of Twix weight. Because uh, we're eating all... We week. bought some Halloween candy. I, was, I wasn't sure if we were going to get trick-or-treaters. And yeah. we got two. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Chani and I have just, last night, just ate a bunch of Halloween candy. <laughs> that's And watched one episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it was pr- the child actors in that show pr- in particular. Chaney, don't lie. You were too scared. That's awful. why you turned it off. I didn't turn it off. Yeah, I you watched were too the scared. whole episode. We watched the whole episode. I know, that's why you didn't want to watch another episode. It wasn't scary. It was the curse of the taxi cab. I thought it was kind of scary, to be honest. The weirdest part was that the kids were with the old man in the woods. That kind of freaked me out. I, I didn't like it. I it like, scared me. Th- it scared me. <laughs> it, it was freaky to me. I didn't like it. <laughs> why was it freaky? <laughs> it just creeped me out, man. <laughs> It was really scary. <laughs> All right. Next. It was kind of scary. If I was a little kid, the that would have scared me. The scariest part was that the kids in the Are You Afraid of the Dark Midnight Committee brought a young boy blindfolded to the middle of the woods and he had to tell a story before they'd take his blindfold off. And he told a really that good was the story scary too, part. by the way. Scariest part. All right. All right anyway, some stupid show from the 90s. <laughs> I am afraid of the dark. In case anyone was wondering, I'm fucking super afraid of the dark and I have to leave a light on at night. Mm-hmm. I need a night light. True. <laughs> Did you just say, mm-hmm? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true. And Naveen keeps trying to, our whole relationship over the past 12 years, he just keeps dimming the light. <laughs> Dude, you need a new sound bite, bro. I know. You need one for like a heartwarming tale. Yeah, I know. People are gonna <laughs> they're gonna start putting them in the Discord. I'm, I've got the golden lobsters on it. <laughs> you guys better do it. The, All right, next. The best question. part about that is Naveen's face every single time that comes on. <laughs> just like a <laughs> childlike grin. Well, it's the little things. It is really You'll know fun. When you dude. hit thirty, Harrison. It is really fun. <laughs> Did you know that people of thirty-seven? Harrison's thank you very much. <laughs> Did you know that people of Harrison's age, when they look back on the 1990s, it's like when we looked back on the 1960s from the 90s? <laughs> I don't think no. that made sense. No, wrong. No, it's not. Okay. Well, how look, would it if be? You think not, of, it's not a 30 year difference. If you think of the 90s from now, it's the uh, 60s. Uh, okay. From the 90s. If you're in the 90s. No, if you, <laughs> from right now to the 90s is 30 years. Right. So if I was in then, the 90s and I went back. it'd be the back, same amount yeah. of time. as So when we were in the 90s, it's children now. When they look back on the 2000s, like Harrison. Listen, the 90s were the best four years <laughs> of my life. He was born in 96. He's never seen Detroit Rock City. <laughs> that movie didn't even, did it come out in the 90s? That I one? think it came out in like 97. Look it up. Really? Look that up, Harrison. Harrison's not really like a pull it up, pull that shit up. Well, he kind is of now. Guy. He's slow at it. Wow. <laughs> uh, 99. 
I was oh, that was going to be my guess. 99. I was going to guess 99. Yeah, so I was 11. Wow. Wow. Boomers. Yeah. I'm Did boomer. you do vocals at that time, Jenny? I started doing vocals like a year uh, later. See, I had already been playing drums for like three years. Yeah, because you're old, Naveen. You were older than me. I was me. already ripping. <laughs> you probably were. What's that coveted tale that Hari tells? Your mom tells about Hari hearing you play drums. I don't know. We jammed, though. Oh, a family friend and I. That's who Chaney's talking about. Yeah. We jammed it out, dude. <laughs> what was he on? Oh, I think he's... I don't know. I don't know what the tale was is. Was he on guitar? Yeah. He, like, heard you? He's like you. a singer-songrowriter. He, like, heard you Oh, from he downstairs. thought it was my dad playing drums. <laughs> yeah. Because my dad's a drummer. <laughs> drummers. They always have children who are drummers. I know. It's true. It's, like, almost always, almost if you're a drummer, always. you're having a drummer kid. Yeah, you're having a drummer child, so... God bless our future drummer child if we ever have one. Dude, I'm going to train him up correctly, though. Get him yeah. to be really sick. Listen to some good shit. Mm-hmm. Huey Lewis in the mm, news. That's like a good reason to have a kid right there. To build a progeny. No, a, yeah, progeny. a progeny. Progeny. Prodigy. 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 <laughs> I don't know. It'd be kind of cool, man. Yeah. I, I already got him a bunch of <laughs> drum shit. Oh. <laughs> Good to go. You're the kid. Plot twist. You are the kid. <laughs> all right, let's have the all next right, question. Next. We're getting all in the weeds here. <laughs> Hope that answers your question. I think that's the best part of our podcast, getting in the weeds. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, next question is from Heaven's Mess. Uh, what's your favorite uh, instrumental bands? And did you hear Scale the Summit before knowing Travis and having him in the band? Uh, actually I met scale the summit. <clears throat> Sorry. I met Travis in when he, he lived in LA for a while and went to MI and that's when I met him. That was in like 2007. No, it was way before that. 2002. It was like, yeah, it was seriously when animosity like first started and first started playing like shows in LA. Yeah. So Naveen has known Travis for a really and long that's time. That's when I met him. And then he told me about his band Scale uh, so i've known about them forever i have known about them since probably like 2007 and i met travis on tour i can't remember why maybe it was when i was with animals not entheos mm, oh it might have been with entheos yeah i met he him came with to entheos. Some entheos shows. yeah and he was at nam he was actually at that nam when entheos <laughs> first started me and Frank played at Nam. Yeah, and Travis is in the video. Yeah, he was there. Watching. Or he took a video. Yeah. And so, yeah, we knew about Scale the Summit way before, long before Travis was in the band. Um, We wanted to get someone who was into prog and who was into death metal. And Travis actually played in Into the Moat. So we knew that he could kind of <clears throat> handle both. Yeah. So... Uh yeah, Travis joined. We asked Travis to join the band because of that, <clears throat> and they, you guys knew him better than I did. I knew him, but uh yeah, that's actually weird that they're asking that because we're going to Travis's wedding this weekend. Well, that is true. Yeah, that's weird. really weird. But favorite instrumental band, Cheney. Air. Well, Air is they are not instrumental most of the time, kind of. That doesn't count. They have a lot of singing. Yeah, but they're instrumental a lot of the time. I'm trying to think, though. Who's yours? 
Maybe Matt, Blotted probably, Science or something. Uh, I was going to say Matt's Morgan Band. Oh, okay. It's kind of a jazzy, Favorite. weird, avant-garde mm. band. Is there I don't listen to a whole lot of instrumental bands, to be honest. I don't either. Is there someone that I'm not thinking of? Probably. Um, you liked that band Cloud Kicker, didn't you? Yeah, I like Cloud Kicker's album with Intronaut. That's instrumental. True. I don't know if that's your favorite. I don't know if it's my band. favorite, but I really like that record for sure. Um, let me um marinate on that. Marinate on it. Yeah, because I don't really know. Because I feel like I'm thinking of a band that's, n- or I'm not thinking of a band that is not metal. That is probably my favorite instrumental band. A not metal one. Yeah. Yeah. Chances are it's not a metal band. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do, do, do. This would be a good time. Naveen, you're really missing the mark on your uh, sound sample pack or whatever. Oh, speaking of it's sample pack. It's funnier when you're running on about a story and I <laughs> faded up. I think that's the funniest You should way do to a sample it. pack. A sample or pack? Or you should talk about your sample pack. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, okay. Is there another question? There's plenty of questions. I should have segued into a question. You don't want to do it at the beginning of the podcast? We probably should have. Uh... Announcement. <laughs> I have. Uh, we needed an an announcement patch. Yeah. All right. Or we um my, me and Zach Oren, the recording engineer. His last have, name means ear. I know, which is really weird. It's really weird. Uh, we have finally released <clears throat> our sample pack together with Sound Iron. Do you have audio? Do you have clapping on there? <laughs> Um. <clears throat> anyway, it's out. It's it's. We sampled a bunch of drums, a lot of cymbals, and it's in the huge room. It's got the really awesome room s- mics. You're announcing this then the same way that Donald Trump would make an announcement. <laughs> huge room. We got a really. We got the best room. We do have the best room. <laughs> um. And yeah, Greatest it's room. just we're we're we've got the sample pack. We made it because we wanted it for ourselves. But we figured we'd sell it to other people too. So <laughs> yeah, that's and it's really pro. Do. It's got a a, gra- a really nice interface this time. It's uh, it's a re- it's it's great. So we'll put it in the link in the description for you guys to check out. There we go. Bada bing. And Back you to can the s- you can uh, pair that with Naveen's get good drums. Uh, whatever those are called, Sampled. midi midi pack. Let, yeah, midi loop pack. Dang! Then you can have Naveen uh, in your band. You know, what we should have done. I should have cut in like a commercial ad. This episode brought to you by. Oh, it's called Knockout Drums, by the way. Oh wow! You're the worst salesman in the history. Yeah, I know. I said I didn't want to. The worst salesman. I can't do it. Uh, it's called Knockout Drums, which is a really cool double entendre. K O Copperweiss O Oren. <laughs> yep so that's good it works yeah i like it um but yeah it sounds so great there's some it. videos on youtube there's uh about it damn you I guys got it all yeah. got it all you got all the content creator it's taken the content drumming virtual world by storm <laughs> but it just came out today so. <laughs> so you won't really know for a while yeah we don't know it if it's, storm or or not. it's probably not really <laughs> <but>. <laughs> It's a light. But I it's can honestly light. say it's a really cool product. It's a light and it, breeze. And it has, um, if you like that unique 
sound that I've developed over the years. When did you develop the hand gestures is what I'm trying to figure out. Is it when Donald Trump came into office? No, I always do that. I always do that. I don't that. think so. I always do that. Well, I think for a while always I was imitating Trump like way too much. Yeah, now I you even, just are that. I now even did it on the show on the podcast once. Oh and, my God. Uh, yeah. So I guess maybe I got the, it stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, it did. And now everyone's going to try to kill me, assassinate me. Whoa. That went dark. All right. Next <laughs> question. <laughs> All right. Uh, double it's just funny. I don't know. What, what else can I say? It's just uh, totally just joking around. <laughs> Get him. Total joke. <laughs> No, for a while I was like addicted to doing that about everything. It was bad. Well, now I just have to beg you because I want to hear you do it. I think I you do a good impersonation. I know. I do have a pretty good Trump impersonation. <laughs> oh, Naveen's dad went viral for an Arnold Schwarzenegger <coughs> impression. No one knows this. I, it wasn't really viral. It was it like, like viral. 120,000 views Did it really? On it got YouTube. that many views? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know it had that many. Yeah, we'll watch it in the post show and we'll see what people think of oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we not? No, we're definitely going to watch it. Well, my dad watches the show now. Well, he does, does he well, watch he the probably, post show? He probably just chimed in and watched the two episodes <laughs> and then he's done with he's it. He's out. Yeah. It's I, not I, like informative. It's not, yeah. you know, he likes like the news. Yeah. I think he probably just, I don't know if he'd I think get, he was like really missing us and was just uh, was like, yeah. I'll, figure, I'll throw that on there. I don't know if he'd be into a funny podcast. No. Ironically, so. because he does stand up comedy occasionally. <laughs> So I don't know why you wouldn't be into a funny podcast, but huh? Maybe ours isn't honest. It's got to be like a different, a certain kind of. There's no dad jokes. Yeah, he's like, "What's up? Who's Harrison?" He did say that. He's like, <laughs> "Who the hell is Harrison?" <laughs> he's getting up there, Naveen. He just turned sixty-five. So that's true. And my mom's birthday is soon, coming up to soon too. Can't forget about that. <laughs> all right, next question. Oh my god! I'm sure I'll all be the one to send her flowers. You know what we need is on <laughs> here is not. the sound of a crash, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a train crashing. Yeah, when, when like the <laughs> podcast just goes just off like the rails. Metal. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that would be so sick. I, know. I wonder how many <clears throat> times we've said what exact samples we, should just do we it, need, but we'll never do it. You know what's funny is I've watched you collect samples for that, and uh, it takes about five seconds. It takes no time at all. I've done it on the podcast. We could literally before. do it yeah. on the post show. It's so easy. Yeah, maybe I will do it on. The I post guess show. that's a part of the charm. All right, keep it rolling, Harrison. We sure? just show up every week. It doesn't mean <laughs> that we're going to be like improving every week. I wonder how many times I've told Harrison to read the next question. This All is right. a good one. This is Dog a good on one. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Double Plate asks, what is your best slash worst tour experience? Hmm. Best worst? experience. That's hard to, <laughs> to quantify. <laughs> My yeah, worst experience on tour <clears throat> is that Santa Cruz show. <laughs> Your mom was like, I don't know, Naveen was just having a horrible time at that show. That was seriously one of the worst days for me, man. Oh, uh, yeah. It was like the only day on tour that the sound wasn't good. Like all of my childhood <laughs> friends who I've known literally my whole life 
showed up. Yeah. Some of them I haven't seen in years. <laughs> Literally like a thousand of them. And some of them were like, like so I have been many like people. wanting to go to our show because this is only the second time we've played in Santa Cruz. So the first time was like our third tour or something. Fourth tour. Yeah. So all of these people for years, they've been wanting to go to a show and they went to the one in Santa Cruz. And first of all, something people don't know about tour is that when your family and close friends come out to a show, it's actually when that many people get in one space and are trying, everyone wants your attention. It's too much, man. It's really overstimulating. Because you're like running back and forth, not to mention all of our friends. It would from be fine if, like, if Chaney and I weren't doing DIY shit. If we were yeah. just there and there was people doing it at all. For, but I'm like trying to work, like get my stuff loaded up, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But I don't know. Even that being said, the show just didn't go well. And it didn't sound good. We got sabotaged by the sound guy. Well, we had a house sound guy. Yeah, it was Marshall, terrible. Marshall had not flown out to tour <clears> yet. Also, Marshall. Did Black Dahlia's sound over the week? He is Black Dahlia's sound guy. And Jesus Christ, it sounded was really good. ripping. Yeah, it was ripping. But yeah, we sounded not good. And that's pretty much the only thing that I want to go right when we play is that yeah. I want us to sound good. And the night before was the actually the first night of the tour for us. And it was freaking awesome. We sounded, sounded really sick. good. We played great. It was I was like, yes. Well, this the is sound killer. guy in Portland just owned. He was so he good. He totally owned. The guy in Santa Cruz wasn't very good, and he was for some reason mixing off to the side of the stage. Now he blew it. How can you mix off to the side of the stage when you're, everything you're hearing comes out of the center speaker? Well, he we blew it because we didn't bring a sound guy. That's why we blew it. Yeah, we blew it. We bought it. We brought a merch guy, and the merch guy and he blew it. Like hadn't done merch before and didn't have a didn't enjoy like to he'd never toured before. He quit, and two I think days later. touring was a little too yeah. much for him. And this was a this was a really good like situation for a merch guy to be in. And then he quit a couple days later because touring just I don't think is for him. Which touring is not for everyone. True, it's hard to find people who are into touring, and that is a part of why bands switch members out. It's hard to keep it going. Not everyone is down. But that was a recent memory, particularly bad experience i just felt not if we have a really good show and it sounds great when i come off stage i'm like yes feeling like a champ also that night we had to drive to la and we had just driven from portland to santa cruz so that was like 13 hours yeah that's a score straight like we left the the show in portland drove all the way straight to loaded that's what happened like no time we did that quite a bit on that arch spire tour and then the, okay, then the next day, we had to drive to freaking L.A. Yeah, it was so, a long drive. Those West Coast drives <clears> can be killers. I was pretty sidetracked, and then, yeah, pretty much everyone who I know from my whole life, which was great. I'm not saying they shouldn't come No, out. no, it's awesome to see everyone. It's just a little, you know, you're going from person to person. It's hard to fit it all in within yeah. five hours, and you're almost like... Man, I wish that we could like have a reunion with all of us I so know. that we could actually have, more have a convert. Yeah, yeah, have more time. Have more time and have a show that sounds decent. So, long story short, we're never <laughs> touring without a sound person yep. again. If we had a sound guy, man, I would have been, I would have been happy. But I was shook up from the bad show, and well, also a sound guy will alleviate because we were direct support on that. So. <clears throat> Here's how it works. The only people who get to sound check before the show, unless, 
you know, the headliner can do it really quickly and get everyone in, which it, if there is a, if the bill is like not a ton of bands, sometimes you can do that. But usually it's just the headliner and then the opener will get a sound check right before the show. So we don't get a sound check. The only sound check that we get is like the 15 minute in between set. If we're not the opener. If we're not yeah. the opener. But on this tour specifically, we didn't get a sound check. Yeah. Because what we did in Portland. I know. He just hooked it up. Check. He's like, hey, let's just do a sound check real quick, which is way rare. Yeah. So if you don't get a sound check, then you have a ton of shit that you have to go and set up. Well, you have stuff that you have to set up no matter what. But. If you get a sound check, then at least everything has been checked to make sure it all works and sounds pretty good. But if you don't get a sound check, you have to rush and do that in 15 minutes. So it's already an added stress. So if you bring your own sound guy, he knows where to plug in, all, where to patch all your cables and everything uh, yeah. that you need done. So if you're dealing with a house sound guy, then there's that added stress on top of the, the person has probably never heard your music before, doesn't know how to mix your band. It's just... And there was no bass that night for us. And, you tough. know, if you listen to our music, you know that we have ripping bass, so... Yeah, they gave it. But anyway. It's just... A, there are a lot of, like... I think the more people that you can... If you can have a sound guy with you, if you can have a merch person with you, then it does take away some stress. Because... You're already spread so thin being in a yep. band and like thinking about a million things all the time. So when you have that added job on tour, it just adds to makes you a little more stressed. It up. takes away so much stress when you have your own sound guy and you know that he's taking care of it. Like if the house yeah. sound guy comes up to me and asks me something and we have a sound guy, I'm just like, Marshall, this guy wants to ask you something. Yeah, exactly. yeah I don't uh, don't even worry about it. Totally. So right. uh, that was the bad. Let's talk about the good. The good is that we, I mean, it happens all the time. We get a tour. I know. We get to visit like every place imaginable. Honestly, we that Archspire tour was the good. <clears throat> yeah, it was fantastic. The tour was fuck freaking insane. I'm trying to keep it clean over here. Well, the thing is that <laughs> tour being good just means that the tour goes well, that you don't end in the red, that you had good times. You know, there were no People snags. were at the shows. People were at the shows. Um... That's kind of everything. That you had good really. that that the band that you get along with your band. I mean, dude, there are some people in bands who go out on tour together and don't get along. So they're not really ever having fun on tour. That does happen. It's not like it's not even rare. Like there are bands that don't get along, you know. No, that's that's less than rare. <clears throat> so But I think it when people are at the shows, it changes the dynamic of uh, the way the bands are because everyone's so stoked that there's people there every night. Yeah, that is a part of it for sure. Don't you think? Definitely. I mean, I think that it helps. Like that tour every night was so good. It was just, everybody was just. That's totally true, but I've go. still seen bands break up in the middle of really good tours. Yeah, I have to. And I've <coughs> seen people quit our merch guy. Yeah, so, you know, it goes, It. <laughs> I just think that, you know, if internal if there's no internal struggle, which the guys that we tour with are amazing. Like, I love touring with them. I look forward to hanging out with them. Even though they're guitar players. they're Even just though they're really crappy guitar players who have huge egos. Yep. And want the guitar guys. turned up in the mix all the time. 
Turn it up I'm to 10. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not like that at all. No, they're the best. Like, I look forward to hanging out with them, and we literally quote Rob Brown, like, every day. I know. So. Yeah, definitely. When you have, when the more, when everyone gets along and morale is up and you guys, like, are just ripping and having fun, I it's, it's all good. That's the best time on tour. That's and, the best, man. You know, I'm excited to go and visit, like, really... I'm excited to go and visit European countries with those guys. Cause yeah, that's going to be fun. We get to do those adventures. It is super surreal, like, being in Europe or being in Portugal or so, you know, somewhere crazy, Mexico City, and you're like, I got here because I scream into a microphone. Like, that's pretty pretty strange it's a weird world and it's really <laughs> surreal so those type of things are always awesome and you know we get to see friends all the time who we have friends around the world because we tour so all of those things i think are the best parts of tour it's the best experience of tour yeah all the friends we i mean yep. we made a shitload of friends like every friend in my life everyone outside of my family i can attribute to music directly yep. to music so that's kind of the coolest the best part music's the best music is the fucking best i think honestly just being a part of anything is the best you know some people find it in bjj or other things being a part of like a group of people who you all have something in common w that you love and can talk about and you're like yeah someone gets me it's that's important. the best yeah it's important All right, any other questions, Harrison? <laughs> yeah, uh, <coughs> Lizzie has a question. Oh, uh, yeah? What advice would you give to a female looking to do harsh vocals that can't seem to nail the technique? Sometimes I'm on, but more, than, uh, more often than not, I struggle with consistency or I suddenly feel like <coughs> something is making me gag and I start coughing like crazy. All right, so the first thing that I usually do, uh, I'm, I'm assuming this question's for me. <laughs> I honestly, was there more to that? Uh, she said that she uh, already tried a Melissa cross course, uh, but I'm feeling mega helpless. You're not helpless, first of all, but you, I would say to go and take a lesson. I've been recommending Mark from Cardivox, Kardashev, a lot lately. Harrison, I know you've taken a lesson with him. Get a card a lesson. Get a card. A, get a card a lesson. Um, you know, it costs money to get lessons, but I think it can be very helpful to have that <laughs> card of bucks. Just <laughs> 20 card of bucks. <laughs> and I... Um, should I keep going? <laughs> card of coin. <laughs> get you some of that card of coin. Card of box, card of chev. Card of coin. Get you some of that card of... Carta coin and go on over to Kardashev Academy, Cardavox Academy. But someone like Mark, who has spent a lot of time. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Someone like Mark, who has spent a lot of Carta time <laughs> developing, <laughs> developing and like, you know, his thing, he knows what to look for in people. Harrison, you're a beginner at screaming, right? All right, let's get let's hear a scream notes. <laughs> All right, Harrison. What did he teach you? Um, but going to someone like that who can give you one on one 
attention and who can see because I can look at someone physically and kind of tell what they're doing wrong with their scream. But um wow. yeah, it's easy to that. tell. If you just if you just watch someone try to project, you can usually see where they're stopping themselves or what they're not totally killing. So go to someone like Mark who has spent a ton of time teaching people and has developed a method in order to get people to scream better. Um, and learn from someone like that, someone who's committed to giving lessons. Because I, honestly, I know what I'm doing vocally for sure. But me trying to tell, I, I'm not the best at like getting it at, you know, knowing all of the mechanics behind exactly how to tell you what to do in order to scream. I think that you'd be better off going to someone who has a lot more experience in teaching than I do. <coughs> and the videos online, there are a ton of videos out there, you know, how to do whatever, pig squeals and gutturals and highs and whatever. But it's always going to be best if you can get one-on-one -on -one attention and have someone physically look at you, tell you what you're doing wrong, and how to prolong it. To me, it sounds like your airflow is probably not, like you're not, your breathing is probably not that good. And maybe you're letting a little anxiety stop you. Maybe you're getting a little, like, ahead of yourself. I don't know. Just go and talk to someone like Mark. I think it's worth your money. If well, you hold, hold, what about when you first started doing vocals? <clears throat> Did you ever feel like how she's <coughs> describing? Say how she's describing again that she is stopping herself. Because you didn't take any lessons. I mean, you just. No, I've never taken any lessons. So, I mean, there's got to be a way to sort of at least uh, get over her it hurting. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. If it's hurting, I'm assuming that it has to do with breathing and that you're cl probably clenching your vocal cords together a little bit. Like, too so the tight. first time you did a vocal, it didn't hurt. Can you describe what she's saying? Yeah, uh, she said, sometimes I'm on, but more than often not. Uh, I struggle with consistency or I'll suddenly feel like something is making me gag and I start coughing like crazy. Yeah, I would say it's probably with the way that you're letting air come out of your throat. But I'd actually literally, I mean, Lizzie and I are friends. I can have you scream or send me a video of you screaming and I can kind of probably assess it. But I'm I'm just saying it never really... It, the thing that happened to me at the beginning was that I would um, like feel like I was going to black out. I would, yeah. Like my breathing just wasn't. But you learn over time that it's more about breath control and letting your breath like rest on the things that you're doing with your throat. So was that something that you had to actively think to change or <coughs> did it just sort of change over time because... If you didn't change it, you wouldn't be able to keep going. I honestly can't remember. I think that it just changed over time. I think that I just kind of kept yeah. training myself and teaching myself things because that's how it was for me. There weren't a tutorials around when I was yeah, a kid. Exactly. There wasn't all of this stuff. There was Melissa Cross, but I mean, I just had to teach myself. Like it was, I remember hearing like Jonathan Vigil, the ghost inside. And I was like, how does he like yell super loud and do vocals at like hardcore type vocals? And then I just taught myself how to do that. But it was a bunch of trial and error. And I just kept going. Like I never stopped if something didn't feel right. I just kept going until it felt right. Because it's always been my goal to be able to do vocals as long as I can. So I've always like air aired on the side of I'm going to be able to get this to feel right if someone else can do it. But it, in the long run, it's been a lot about airflow. That's really 
you know, and learning to project from the right places and learning where to direct and how to form my mouth. So, yeah. <coughs> yeah, I definitely. If, go I weigh in for a second? Yeah, yeah. weigh in. Uh, so I feel like I had the exact same experience as Lizzie um, mm -hmm. where, like, I just wasn't getting the consistency that I wanted. I've been <coughs> practicing just by myself for, like, a year or so, mm -hmm. uh, and I would sometimes get it. But started taking lessons with Mark, and uh, so much of what he told me is exactly what you're saying. Like, the entire first lesson was all about breath control and getting the right airflow. Um, but then the second lesson I had, we actually moved on to, like, harsh vocals, and he pointed out a few things. And the next time I was, like, singing in the car, uh, everything he said just kind of, like, echoed in my head. And mm -hmm. I, I just, like, noticed everything that was wrong. So getting that one-on-one -on -one attention helped me immensely and, like, really pointed out <coughs> stuff that I hadn't noticed and stuff that I thought I was doing fantastic that just was not. Totally. Yeah, I think that it's it would be good to go to Mark because I do think, like, he spent a lot more time thinking about every single thing that is going on. I'm, I'm more of a doer. Like, I yeah, do yeah. all the stuff. Me too. I just make it happen. Yeah, I make everything happen. So I think that he has actually taken, he, you know, he's been doing vocal lessons for a long time and assessing people's vocals for a long time. And I think that he has taken more time to articulate everything that's happening and that he could better. Yeah. He pays card attention. He pays card attention. <laughs> To your card of box. That was reaching, Naveen. <laughs> All right, that's enough. I think <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just go to someone. <laughs> but, you know, a lot... Boo. I think that a voc most vocalists could probably at least look at you and tell you, yeah, it's probably your airflow. Because it sounds to me like it's an airflow. It sounds like a card of flow to me. <laughs> All right, last one. Last one. <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not going to uh, stop all week. <laughs> it's going to make the Trump hands. Then you're just, every word is going to be about Kardashev. <laughs> is there more questions or that's it? There's always more. Always I don't know more. about that. How long have we been going for? Uh, 57 minutes. Okay. Oh, okay. <clears throat> all right. Uh, the berries are fresh again, asks... My band is pretty new to playing with backtracked bass slash guitars. Should I record a new performance dedicated to the live sets? Do you use Evan's album stems, or did he re-record songs for his live sets? Uh, we we just used the album ones, but I took all the DIs and ran them through one amp, so they all sound similar. Um. I mean, but yeah, if you have the the ability to do a live track, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, do that. I that'd think be pretty that. Cool. Be a little more dynamic. Yeah, we would rather do that. And then we've <coughs> talked about it. Because we've talked I think about he's, doing that, yeah. <clears throat> I think he's going to play some sh a show with us at the end of the year. So we've talked about, like, getting his DI from that and then... Just tracking it. Using, yeah, tracking yeah. that. That'd be cool. Using that. Um, guitars? I don't know. We don't do backtrack guitars, so... But if you did, I'd... I would probably say the same thing. Do yeah, do like a live thing. take, like a clean live take. That'd be cool. Well, especially if it's not all from the same album, you want that continuity yeah, of it all it sounding all the, sound same the same and yeah. being from the same um, recording session. That would be ideal. I, I, and, sure. you know, if you have someone go through, like learn the song and go through as if they were going to play live, then it's a little more live sounding. Yeah. 
you know, it's a little less edited and perfect than being in a studio. So I think it adds that. Or they cool can change element. some stuff up, add <coughs> some little flair. Yeah, a cool. little flair. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Card of flair. I think you should do that. Card of flair. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, is he gonna? I hope he doesn't watch this. <laughs> and that's not. I'm not like being mean. I'm just putting card up before everything. I think he'd be card honored if card honored if he watched. Oh, no. Card proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure his bandit mate is in the chat right now. Oh no. <laughs> card of <laughs> fail. That's what you just did. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Are there more questions? It's entertaining me. So. Yeah, uh, I've got two similar questions. Uh, Leon DX asked, when are you guys going to pass through NYC again? And Cosmic Core asked, when will you come to South America? South America, I don't know, but NYC, I would say March and April. I think that's when the tour is. Yeah. Or wait, it's <coughs> April, May. April, May. <coughs> Spring. Spring 2023. South America, yeah, I don't know. That'd be cool. Hopefully soon. We need to get down there somehow. Up an airplane, I Preferably would Preferably a plane. <laughs> the drive would be long even though Naveen and I have been driving a lot of places lately I know we're about to drive to Texas yeah we're driving to Texas Houston Texas but we're gonna stay in Texarkana yeah we're gonna get a, a <coughs> hotel with an indoor pool yeah and then order some it's gonna be like food. a little getaway order some food <laughs> a getaway from Pappy from Pappy and Shiva waking us up in the fucking at 3 o'clock in the morning isn't it weird? Bastards. You know what's weird to me is that we like go on weekend trips to places like Houston and then we're just back here to do the podcast by Tuesday. That's how I felt about the Detroit thing. Yeah, I know. Like, all right, we're back. We were gone for like two days. Well, Detroit, we went on Friday and got back on Saturday. <coughs> oh, people might be wondering. I saw someone ask in the chat. They asked if we are drinking again. No, <clears throat> we're keeping yeah. it real. See, we were going to drink at the Black Dahlia <clears throat> show. That was going to be the month, but... Honestly, I'm just really liking not drinking. I don't know, drinking, man. Dude. We did sober October, and now this might be sober. I, like yeah. it's so much better not ever feeling it's shitty. It's so much better. I get up early. I feel great. Yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. Literally, oh, I literally always feel great. My yeah. mood and I'm, I I just can't see giving that up. We also wake <clears> up <throat> really early now, which I enjoy waking up early. We get. I feel like I get a lot more done when I yeah. start my day at like eight and in the even morning. though we weren't drinking like all the time or anything <laughs> like that drink i think even drinking once a week it adds up and yeah, it wears so on you and i uh, like i said i listen to that andrew huberman podcast and the the science says so too yeah so i mean all the all the worst things at least for a while i'm gonna keep it sober all the worst things that have happened to me I've been drunk while they happened. And then here, I guess maybe, maybe we should give some people a little bit of sober tips. Yeah. And that is, uh, so if you go to a show or you go to a social gathering where you're used to drinking, you can't just walk in there with nothing because you're going to feel kind of awkward at first because you're so used to having a beer or whatever. Get a non-alcoholic beer. There are a bunch they of... They freaking have them everywhere. Yeah. And the ones that we had at the um, Black Dahlia show were seriously so good. It was a Sam Adams non-alcoholic, whatever they have a name for it. Yeah, it was delicious. But it was it would have been like one of my favorite beers if it was a beer. 
Totally. And it was really good. I just good. had a couple of those and it was like, I was having a great time. Uh, funny enough, another guy who was at the show with us, who lives close to us, was we were, we were talking today and he was like, oh man, the next day I felt so shitty. I had to pull over a couple of times on the drive home. I really? Can't relate. And it's I like, felt freaking and it's awesome. kind of like up all that early for the what? Because there was no like party to after the show. No, it was like, just like drinking. You know, I think it's just an impulsory thing. It honestly. totally is. I'm just like, oh, I should probably drink because that's what you do. But you know what I found out through this whole ordeal because I do feel like everyone has a little bit of social anxiety. Like yeah. it's a little weird to yeah. go into a social situation oh, and like. Talk to someone. That's why you know, kids are all, weird. they're like, oh, because they're, yeah. they don't drink. But I've, yeah, <laughs> but I've learned through this whole situation that I am pretty good at corresponding yeah. with people when I'm sober. Like totally it's not, fine. I'm actually not that weird of a person and I can kind of make conversation and it's, you, I don't need that crutch, but it is nice to have like a non-alcoholic yeah. beverage totally. to Feel like uh, feel like you're participating, and honestly, when you're drinking that, you just don't even remember that you're not drinking it's beer until <clears throat> you get ready to go home later, and you're not like the drunk person who wants to prolong the party. Oh. Yeah, we did. You're the ready show to go to over. sleep. We I took the keys out. And we jumped in the car. Well, first we went <laughs> to get dinner. Oh, yeah, we ate. And we had a nice <clears throat> di- a nice diet coke. We had a dinner. dinner. Yeah, it was. We had a really good dinner. Then I took the keys out. Drove back to the Airbnb legally. Yeah, safely. and I legally smoked some of their recreational <clears throat> weed. It was and great. Just went to bed. And honestly, I can't imagine the night being better if I had been drunk. I know, because all of you can still participate in all of those drunk things. Like I think I used to think that like <clears throat> I wouldn't be as chummy with people, but you know what really doesn't happen is I'm okay. What does happen is I'm still chummy with people. Like I can still talk to people about deep yeah. things. I'm I'm capable of being a deep human and going really into depth and having good bonding conversations without being drunk. But beyond that, I don't wake up the next morning regretting not knowing what exactly I said uh, and oh, having I anxiety off, about stupid, it. Like in that nope, doesn't happen. Which I mean, honestly, Shout out to anyone out there who can get through a drunken night without feeling like that. But I've never been capable of doing that. There's always something that I'm like, that I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety about. Well, it actually increases your anxiety when you drink. I really feel that. You get more and more anxious when you're not drinking. I really genuinely feel like I've been less anxious over the past like month and a half. I feel way more peaceful. And a lot of people... Well, not a lot of people, but people used to say, well, maybe it's that you drink caffeine. And I, it's just not, caffeine just doesn't make me feel like that. Caffeine doesn't make me feel super anxious. What, have you tried not drinking caffeine? Just see. Well, looking at your eyes right now and the bags under your eyes, I think I'm going to keep drinking (coughs) caffeine. It's like I'm naturally stoned. Yeah. So I took it up a notch. I said, okay, I'll, instead of ending sober October, going back to drinking and everything. I was like, I'm gonna give up caffeine too now. You're going for mushroom tea, not the not the good kind of mushroom. No, I just drink. I drink this. Uh, I ordered this chai, but it doesn't have tea in it. It's yeah. just like a uh, a bunch of different herbs, mm-hmm. and it's so good. Yeah, but it doesn't like make you feel stimulated at all. Right. Which I mean, honestly, so, uh, today I'm just a little tired, but um, I don't know how many days it's been. It's been a few days since I've had caffeine. Um, today is the worst. Yesterday, I felt fine. 
Um, we'll we'll see how that pans. I out. guess the thing with me is I am California <laughs> sober. I do st- I do smoke weed and I drink coffee, and maybe like once a week at this, maybe twice a week, I'll like put a little microdose of mushrooms in my coffee, which is a very very small amount. You cannot feel it at all. It's just sounds a sober. mood and sounds like a sober thing to do. Well, I'm just, you know, becoming one with Mother Earth a little more. <laughs> yeah, no, But I'll no. do that maybe once or twice a week. It's just really a mood enhancer. It kind of is like caffeine. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Alcohol, I think is, it also, alcohol is super caloric. Super bad for you. Yeah. I mean, oh my Tons God. Of calories it's in that so shit. bad for you. It's pretty bad for you. So, and yeah, like I said, you know, when I do stupid things, anytime I've like done anything Done. Wrecked your, wrecked my face on a scooter. I it's been alcohol influenced. Yeah, so we probably should have just quit right then and there. Yeah, we probably should have. But we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm I'm just checking out. For being, now, I'm, I'm just chilling. feeling like being a what's being a human like a normal human. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's cool. All right. I I do look forward to eating a lot more than I used to. Me too. I'm looking forward to eating right the fuck now. Actually, right, should we go eat? Starving. Yeah, let's call it on this podcast. All right. Well, um, I think that was a fun time. I think so too. I think it was funny slash informative. Uh, yeah. Um, it's always a good time. We're Thanks everybody for for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. If you haven't checked out our video, go check it out. If you haven't listened to the song on Spotify, go listen. Uh, as usual, we fucking love you guys. Thank you so much. I know. All the golden lobsters out there. And uh, join the Twitch. Join the Discord. Ask us some questions. Yeah. Get involved. We'll see you motherfuckers next week. Have a good one, y'all. Peace. Much love.